So then the vegans are pissed because you're walking on milk crates. I think you kind of jumped to conclusions with the vegans, but <laughs> shut up, Matt. Anyway, or do you just discount every drunk conversation you have? Uh, some do, some don't. It's about 50-50. This is a freestyle off the top of the dome. Here we go. And I do it again, 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 again. I do it only once. Again, 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 again. Do it only once I go down that river slow To the place I shoot like Carmelo I'm living my life and we go hard Floating on the river in a party barge And I see you on a sea dude Your shirt was white and it was see-through Please use your spray, no mosquitoes Every time you found me, it's a free throw Hey girl, why you calling me? I said, oh, please don't bother me I'm so sick of apologies That's so damn appalling to me But last night was the best night That I have ever lived Then I woke up all choked up And realized it was a fib Welcome to a brand new show of No Brains, No Headache Podcast We hope you enjoyed our new intro song for episode 67 I'm your host, Jordan Weichel My co-host, as always, is Matt Cleary that song you just heard was sung by the great Devin Sherrado and produced by our good friend Joe Berger. So shout out to those guys and stay tuned as we are working very closely with them to continue entertaining you all in the form of freestyle. Until then, let's get to the show. We start the party off with an interview with John Tharleton. The Bismarck product joined us from Athens, Georgia, and we basically bullshitted for about 45 minutes. We talked about athletics we talked about the poor excuse that is the NCAA, and we even got a good story out of the deal, so I'm sure you all will enjoy our discussion with John. Thanks to him for joining us. After that, we get into Cleary's comments where Matt and I banter about random things. Low energy and low focus is how I would describe it this week. We went way off the rails as we discussed bullpen pitchers, bar rescue, and even speculated heavily on the origins of of the milk crate challenge we finish this bad boy up with the olympics our ranking game we play every week it was supposed to be the olympics of asian foods but we may have audibled last second so you'll have to listen to find out what topic we went with very open for interpretation just the way i like it if you enjoy the show then follow us on social media for even more content at NBNH Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. The show is available on Spotify or Apple Podcasts where you may be listening at this very moment. So make sure you're following so you don't miss an episode. Then when you're comfortable, leave us a review because we would greatly appreciate that. Follow in the footsteps of Fan of Hump Day. They said phenomenal podcast. These guys are hilarious. Great way to break up the workday or listen to on break. Only going to get better. Thank you for the review. Or you can also follow in the footsteps of Chug a Beer, titled NBNH. They said, only a handful of people can make the things you talk about interesting. And you guys hit the nail on the head. So thank you so much for your a review. Like I said, we'd really appreciate it. It's No Brains, No Headache podcast. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. It's time for our guest this week. No Brains, No Headache podcast would like to welcome this young gentleman who is a product of Bismarck, North Dakota. As a collegiate athlete, he attended the University of Minnesota for track and field, finding his touch with shot put. 
He now joins us from Athens, Georgia, where he is a sports management student working towards his master's degree at the University of Georgia. Go Dogs. His name is John Tharaldson, and he joins us now. John, thank you for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, so how how's Georgia treating you? Before we got started, you said it's hot as hell down there. So what's Georgia like this time of year, and how's the great state of Georgia treating you? That's that's like how I describe it when somebody asks me. It's a, it's swampy. It's hot. It's humid. I walk outside. It feels like I'm in a microwave. Uh, but I also really like it. It's very it's outdoorsy. There's a lot of trees, a lot to do. There's a lot of hiking, a lot of this, that, the other. Very different than a Bismarck, very different than Minneapolis. So I definitely enjoyed it. But for the first like two months that I get down here to start school, it is it is uh the weather's miserable. Yeah, I can about imagine. I lived in Phoenix briefly, but I'd live live there from like January to May, so it was like the perfect time of year. But uh, it gets a little toasty down south in the United <laughs> States. Uh, so how did you end up at the University of Georgia? Like, was it just the, the program you got into? Or are you a fan, or does how did that work? Yeah. So basically, I was at the University of Minnesota, and uh, the COVID COVID happened, and our season got canceled. So I was supposed to just graduate then and there and just kind of move on with life. But with COVID, I got an extra year of eligibility. Uh, So just with that, I wanted to go get my grad school paid for and go somewhere else. So Minnesota wasn't going to be able to offer me like any money just based off like the circumstances that were related to COVID and the Big Ten and kind of the politics behind college sports. So I entered the transfer portal and Georgia called and they have a very very good track team a legendary throws coach so i was instantly instantly kind of drawn in that direction and then from there they have a pretty good sports management program it's something that i wanted to go to go into so definitely wanted to get like a little taste of the south taste of the sec so i thought it was like a good option for me i think that's awesome all the way from bismarck north dakota now you're at the university of georgia you're doing great things maybe we'll have to come down and visit sometime i love georgia you piqued my interest with the transfer portal. Do you yep. hang out with other people that are in the transfer portal? No, it is it is like such a simple process nowadays because back in the day, you had to get permission from your school and coaches to go into the transfer portal. But now to kind of like benefit the student athletes, that's not the case. So you just reach out to your kind of the guy at your school that deals with transfer portals. You say, hey. I want to go into the transfer portal. He'll email you back three questions, kind of like, why do you want to do this? Is there something kind of bad behind it? And are you okay if I allow other schools to contact you? If you say yes, and then you're in the portal. It's as simple as that. So it's like a social media. Not necessarily. It's more of like a a database for for the athlete. It's it's now starting to turn to the Wild West. You see all these transfers that are happening, like NCAA sports, like football and basketball, and and that's the reason why. It's just a lot easier to transfer nowadays. So it's like a college bar, but in the cloud, basically. Yeah, I I, like that. Your comparisons are (laughs) fucking terrible. Friday, right? (laughs) Get drunk last night. I'm hungover. <laughs> Do you have a personal relationship with Ugga the Bulldog, Georgia's mascot? No, so uh, Ugga couldn't even be on the football field last year because of COVID. None of the none of the live mascots. So I do not what? actually. I wish I do because bulldogs are just cute little bastards. So I wish <laughs> I did. 
hopefully, hopefully I get to see that guy out running on the field this year. But I don't know how that related to COVID and this, that. I think they're worried about the little little pupper's health. But, yeah, couldn't even be on the field last year. So, so you're able to check out a Georgia football game, though? I have not yet. So okay, last you haven't year, yet. I did, no, no. So this year, though, for sure, I'm actually I'm actually working in the stadium for the sports, the Georgia Bulldogs sports marketing. So I'll be at the games in the stadium, probably not enjoying it as much as I as I could in the down in the student section, but but still able to see the games. Did ever come up to try to try out for defensive end for the Georgia Bulldogs? <laughs> oh my god! I actually uh, so one of my training videos last year that got posted on the track account got retweeted by Kirby Smart. Uh, but unfortunately, I have no eligibility left. So I would have loved to. I think I think towards the end of my uh, my college career, I would have loved to take a crack at getting on the football field, getting back on the football field. But never came to be. Never came to be. Were you a wide receiver in high school? I was. I think uh, <laughs> I, I might be able to claim the most interesting uh, sports combination in North Dakota high school sports as a as a wide receiver shot putter. I think. I think I, th- I think I'm just going to claim that. I think I'm going to claim that. I, I claim things all the time. I would 100 yeah. percent just grab that. So you are you done with the being an NCAA athlete? I'm done. I'm done being an NCAA athlete. Done being a. Being a Do you have any aspirations to become an NCAA coach? Because I really want to air out some laundry on the NCAA right now. <laughs> actually, so I'm I'm actually currently volunteer coaching for the Georgia Bulldogs under under the coach. I don't know if I'd ever want to be an NCAA coach, but it's crossed my mind. Okay. Well, I'm still going to air out some laundry then. Yeah. Let's so we it. had an old Miss football player on this podcast that uh, was at the time when Hugh Freeze had the huge scandal of paying players. And he basically mm-hmm. said it was like there was a guy that would get you burner phones Olive Garden gift cards, we assume. Yeah, we came up with Olive Garden gift card guy, and he is valuable to the program. Did you see <laughs> any of that inside of uh, NCAA athletics in your tenure? It doesn't have to be at your school, but around other schools. I yeah, it's you, you definitely you definitely hear about the about the underlying things. I feel like I feel like it's more of a not who's doing it, but who's getting caught. I think that's the best way to put it. You know, there's there's the the football players that rack up the parking tickets, but it just goes under transportation fees. They don't have to pay it. It's the it's the Alabama having the like the secret fund to pay for all their their kids or all their players kids daycare, all that stuff. So it do, it does go pretty in depth, and it's just it's more of who's getting caught than than who's doing it. I think that's kind of my overall opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, with the Olive Garden gift card. I think that one's pretty much foolproof. You just have to use it in its entirety. So if you have a few dollars left on the yeah. Olive Garden gift card, you're just leaving a track of evidence, a trace of evidence, <laughs> and they're going to get that back to you. If you use the Olive Garden gift card in its entirety and you throw away the burner phones, like we mentioned, I don't think anybody gets in trouble. Yeah, no, I completely agree. <laughs> As long as, like I said, it's 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 more of I guess not even getting caught. It's more of how can you how can you disguise it? Like I said, it's the football players getting their parking tickets paid for because it just goes under the transportation fee, right? That's an easy way to to put it in the books. Well, so. one of my favorite quotes that I saw this year was so is Derek Stingley, who's just a 
unreal cornerback for LSU, going to be a top 15 draft pick. And he posts a picture like proud to partner with so-and-so motors. And he has a hundred thousand dollar car that like they probably just gave him. And someone like quote tweeted it and was like, now LSU players can legally post the cars that people give them. And I think that's 100% true. Because you that have is, these guys that, that come like, from, from like the slums of wherever, and they're driving a hundred and twenty thousand dollar Escalade. Yeah, do you do, no, do you see that around? Yeah. So actually, I visited uh, I visited a campus last year, and you drive by the football facility, and you, that's exactly what you see. You see these souped up cars, whether it be whether it be big trucks, the the blacked out Camaros, all of this stuff, and you're like, you have that exact same thought, like. There's too many of these kids, no matter what sport, that come from bad backgrounds. That all those cars in the parking lot should not be that nice. You, yeah, that's definitely a thing. Gotta watch out for the nice vehicles. I mean, you gotta get from A to B. You gotta drive to Olive Garden somehow. You gotta get to Olive Garden. <laughs> gotta get to Olive Garden. But so the thing is, is how the NCAA tries to to get you is every year you have to sign NCAA paperwork to be eligible to even practice. And one of the things you have to do is you have to disclose your car and you have to disclose your employer to the NCAA so that they can basically make a check. And so that your employer, right, like you, you get you hear the stories from back in the day where the booster pays the guy to come over and sit on his couch and he'll pay him like a thousand dollars an hour. So he just gets that huge paycheck. And then you have to give him the, the license plate of your car, the car insurance, who's paying the car insurance, all of this stuff so that it seems like there's nobody giving you free free handouts easy way around that you just don't pay insurance easy <laughs> very simple but it's, just, it's also as easy as just not registering the vehicle yeah, yeah. <laughs> just driving around a dune buggy <laughs> i would just put the license plate like if i was down in georgia i would just give the vehicle information from a vehicle that's very clearly in bismarck north dakota do you yeah. remember Brett? Bomar from Oklahoma. He was a quarterback like probably 10 years ago and he ended up playing at Sam Houston stakes. He got kicked out of Oklahoma. And this was like my favorite getting paid by an athlete of all time story is that he was getting paid 180 grand a year to wash cars at a car dealership for four hours a week. Really? I did not even hear that. Oh, it, but, it's like my favorite story. I'm just like, that's yeah. so Oklahoma. And I'm so glad that this is part of the NCAA now because name, image, and likeness. The NCAA definitely was taking advantage of someone, of everyone, basically, because they are a nonprofit. But at yeah. the same time, it's it's those sports like basketball and football that are your breadwinners. Did you... Mm -hmm feel like there was a discrepancy with like track or like those smaller sports that still have a following, but it's just not as big of a following. Absolutely. So there's like, there's kind of two ways to look at it. Yes. There's definitely that discrepancy in terms of just like what you get from being the track and field athlete, but also the track and field athlete really benefits from the higher up sports. We kind of get like the, the trickle down money per se, right? Like the football brings in the money for the athletic department. The athletic department makes more money. So in that case, we get a charter planes, we get all this gear, you know what I mean? We get all of our, our track equipment and it's, it's, it almost makes like the D one programs very, I would say like bougie. 
where like back in the day, like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, track teams were taking like like white rape vans across the country to the meets all packed up in the car and, and you know now we're chartering flights so it's like there, there were no windows yes. on that van <laughs> no, no definitely not like complete old school and but now we charter flights and so we, we so it's like i think it's easy to criticize but at the same time it's like i think we have to appreciate um but the problem that i see is like i, I was at the university of minnesota now the university of minnesota has cut indoor track and field and it's like it gets to that whole NCAA is nonprofit. All all these member institutions and athletic departments are trying to to bring in the maximum amount of revenue. But to maximize revenue, you have to kind of get rid of these little sports. So there's that kind of that contradiction where if you're going to be that nonprofit, you should be able to support and give the opportunity to the student athlete to maximize their education and their athletic career, which is kind of basically the NCAA handbook. It's like you can't disguise yourself as the nonprofit that makes billions. And then cut all these these little teams. If you're gonna, if you want to, if you want to cut all these little teams, just come out as like the huge corporation that you are. It's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Well, the only thing I like about the NCAA is NCAA football for Xbox 360. Pretty awesome game. Are they coming back with that? By the way, it's coming it's gonna back. Take, it, it's it's going to take years though, because in the amount of money they're going to have to pay kids. Oh, God forbid they pay the kids any more money. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So you're from Bismarck, which automatically puts you at uh, neutral in my book, I would say. But then you got out of line and you went to the University of Minnesota, the goddamn Gophers. Yeah. (laughs) I hate them. (laughs) But then you end up at Georgia and totally redeem yourself. I would say we have a pretty volatile relationship. We're only being about 15 minutes into it. What, what do you think? I completely agree. I get that a lot. I get a lot of the, the oh, you went to the University of Minnesota. But, oh. but trust me, but trust me, I'm going to say that. So I played devil, devil's advocate. If any of my friends came to Minnesota for a UND Minnesota hockey game, like I had to be the guy cheering for the University of Minnesota. But I was a UND <laughs> hockey fan. If that makes the relationship a little bit less volatile. I mean, I respect your loyalty to your school and you not flip-flopping when peer pressure comes to town. You say, hey, I am part of the Gophers. I go to University of Minnesota. I'm going to rep the color strongly. However, I hope UND wins by 14. At the same (laughs) time, you were like the size and weight of a stackable washer and dryer machine. So I don't (laughs) think anyone's really going to fuck with you at a game. Absolutely not. No, no. (laughs) No, I, I should be more upset. I remember my freshman year fall semester at the University of North Dakota, Sioux Forever. Um, Minnesota Duluth was in town, and I was going uh, back <laughs> to the dormitory late one night after a couple of beverages, and I saw a guy in the stairwell with the Duluth jersey, and I yelled at him. I yelled him out of the building. That or he was going out to his car. But I like to think that he was scared of me and he's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here because I'm loyal, as are you. So I respect the loyalty. Well, that that was almost a fight and you went to a fight. (laughs) I'm I'm transitioning like a fucking boss right now. Yeah, Matt's segues are excellent. How was the Conor McGregor fight? I know you're down in Vegas for it. I want to hear about it. So it was like an emotional roller coaster. 
right? You're, you're down in Vegas. When you're down in Vegas, you're going to be spending money. You got a lot of money invested into it. You're going to the fight. You're excited. I mean, I think we went to about 11 or 12 fights with, with the fights on the undercard and the main card. Pretty good fights, pretty entertaining. And when you're in the building, no matter what the fight is, it's it's hype. You know, like when you watch it on the TV, you see a couple of the fights, and you're like, ah, oh, that's boring. I'm gonna kind of like wait to the next one. When you're in the arena, it's completely different. No matter what, it's hype. You're in the you're in the crowd. So yeah, I feel like I wish there was more. I mean, I think I was kind of cheering for McGregor, so I hate that he lost. I wish there was more because of how hype the arena was from just the minute you heard the music all fights that they were just going after each other it was just electric it was probably one of the best environments i've been in in like a sporting sense but like a live sporting sense i wish it went longer or i wish it wasn't a broken leg that ended the fight yeah but i mean at the same time it's like a unique thing that like years in the future i can be like yeah well i was at the fight he shattered his leg so kind of i don't know kind of waited out but at the time i was swearing i was pissed i was like wanting to push people and get out of the arena i'm like what what's going on well at the same time too it's like the it's a such a huge arena and such a small octagon that like i don't know where your seats were or is it a lot of like watching on the jumbo screen or can you actually see stuff from where you were and compare it to people that were in the nosebleeds yeah. So, I mean, we were, we weren't in the nose, we were standing room only, but oddly enough, it actually was like better seats than the nosebleeds, just like a better view of the actual octagon. Um, so I would say it's like maybe 75, 25. Like I was looking into the ring, into the octagon more often than not, because you could tell what they're doing. You could see what they're doing, but then when it, maybe like they brought to the ground and you kind of wanted to see like, oh, does this guy have a choke or what's going on? Like, is the fight going to stop? I would look up to to the Jumbotron to kind of see like what is actually going on, the specifics of it. But I would say like in general, you can see into the octagon for pretty much every single seat. And obviously, I'm sure when you're much closer, it's a lot more hype and you can see a lot better. But also a lot of people play a lot of money for the floor seats. But you're, like, standing behind people and, like, next to people and you have to, like, see over people. So kind of being up and, like, at a decent angle, it wasn't too bad. I was actually pretty, like, pleased with the seats. Well, it's it's one of those things, like you said, like, I was there when this happened. Where That's were you exactly. when Andrew Luck retired? <laughs> we were in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. It, that was a... I'm like, were you actually in that stadium? That been... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been a great story if, like, when, like... Adam Schefter broke the news and he just got the shit boot out of him. That's so funny. Honestly, I'm looking at this fight card now and I definitely remember seeing it. Like Sean O'Malley, he fought a guy that was working at Arby's like two days before it. And it went like five rounds. And this guy like may have died afterwards because the guy took so many punches to the face. You don't think (laughs) it's really possible to take that many punches to the face. (laughs) in the face no it it broke like every it shattered every record for most like significant strikes to the face that someone has taken by like 120 punches yeah well i'm gonna break that record on matt's face tonight after a few drinks and maybe a loss in ncaa football jordan eat a dick um and then greg hardy was on there too do you remember greg hardy yeah Yeah, the the end cowboys Got knocked out first round. And then the guy did the shoey, chugged the beer from the shoe. 
Oh, man. Dude, I was at WeFest one time, and I saw somebody chug a beer from a fake leg, a prosthetic, sweaty leg. <laughs> I almost puked. I actually know the guy who chugged it and whose leg it was. Yeah. So I know I know both of them. We went to high school with the guy <laughs> whose leg it was. <laughs> don't want to get, don't wanna get too off subject, but um, I was just talking about this the other day. Have you been to an NFL game, first of all? Yes. Yep. Is UFC, MMA, whatever you want to call it, is that for like a live sporting event way better than a football game? Because what my buddy and I were talking about the other day was going to a football game, not that great. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's cool. Yeah, you're there, but there's TV timeouts. You have, I don't know. I like watching NFL on TV. So I was going <laughs> to like the UFC event live, just like way better in comparison. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it depends on the football game. Like if you're at a playoff game, I think, a lot more hype, but a casual game, definitely, yeah. definitely the UFC fight. There's still that standing around, like the time in between fights. They're they're running promos, they're doing commercials and stuff like that too. But just the reaction of the fans seems so much more. I feel like in the in the NFL, it's like it's very stadium generated. Like the stadium like shows those animations and are like like turn up fans like give me some noise but at the <laughs> ufc it's like it's like brutally honest like this guy's getting punched in the face and so we're screaming because this guy's getting <laughs> out of him so i definitely think i definitely think the ufc is the more the more hype thing to go to I, I yeah say. well it is like, crazy I, would, I don't know i was gonna say it's just crazy when you're watching with your friends and then like the fight starts getting out of hand and you guys are all standing up like punching oh, yeah. in the air or it's like uh, I was watching NASCAR, but if I was at a race and a crash happened, I would be like, yeah, <laughs> hopefully nobody's dead, but yeah. I wonder how many yeah. people cheered when Dale Earnhardt died. Oh, I mean, you got to celebrate a life well lived. As it yeah. happens? You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Pour one out first and then you just yeah. keep Yeah, I mean, I just ruined the whole mood, so I'll keep ruining it. I was doing a little research on you, and I'm I'm not going to name any names, but thanks, Peyton Kringley, for telling me to ask this. I want to talk about the time you got in a little trouble with, with law enforcement. Yeah, and I, I want to hear I want to hear this story. <laughs> All right, so this is a pretty good story. I feel like the lead up is almost obvious, but what happened during is the good part. I mean, I think the day started casual college football game day and all the shenanigans the pre-games the the pre-party at the frats all of this stuff getting way too way too drunk we go to the stadium now granted at the time like people didn't go to football games at minnesota it was like a it was like a on the whim like all right we're gonna go to this game let's do it so we walk to the stadium i have to split up from everybody because there's like a student athlete entrance to get into the stadium because we get <laughs> the free tickets. So everybody else separates from me, which is just the first wrong thing. Cause I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm, it, it's, it's a little, it's a struggle just to, to walk forward a little bit. You're a little fruity, <laughs> a little fruity. So I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm walking towards, I'm walking towards the gate, clearly stumbling, clearly looking probably younger than a person that should be stumbling that much and i see like one of the people that kind of lets you in the gate like point like like kind of like point to me and then right away i'm like oh oh something something's gonna happen and then i turn around and the, the cop is walking up to me i'm like oh shit like all right whatever this is this is just gonna go down let's just let it happen so i get taken over 
he just has like he just talks to me like I was just straight up like yeah yep I'm, <laughs> I'm I've, I've been drinking I'm underage yada 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 like let's just get the the bullshit done. I don't know. I got and fucking wasted was... last night. <laughs> and then this is where the story gets a little fun because I was wearing, you, you know, like the stereotypical college, like the bibs with like the stripes that are in the college color. Obnoxious. It's like, too, it's like way too big. So like it's kind of a colder day. So I'm wearing like leggings underneath this. I have the stuff over. I it's it's very hard to get to my wallet basically, right? So I'm like like trying to strip these bibs off. And like reach into my wallet, and I just get like pressed up against. I'm like on this brick wall. I just get pressed up against it, and like the guys like motion this other guy over, and he, he like they like run to me. I'm like, what is going on? And they're, 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 they're like, you're trying to resist. You're trying to run and get away. And I'm like, I, I literally I'm reaching for my wallet. And I probably it was like the stereotypical like the guy reaches in and they like think something suspicious, so they like, instantly react. So so here I am. They let me, they let me literally pull my wallet out. I'm like, all right, here's the wallet. And then they handcuffed me because I was trying to run away. I'm like, so then the next like 10, 15 minutes is me trying to explain to them. I'm not trying to run away. I just, I'm literally complying. I literally told you my name, told you that I'm drunk, told you that I'm underage and giving you my wallet. Like what's going on? So now other cops are coming over because I'm handcuffed. They're like, oh, this guy's getting rowdy. And I'm trying to like, I'm just trying to talk to these guys, yada, yada, yada. They flip through my wallet they take out my id underneath that id is an id that i grabbed from the frat party literally two hours before that's not my id <laughs> and just is it looks like i just am carrying a fake id <laughs> and i'm like oh my god and this guy the only reason i got out of it is i'm like i found this at a frat party i'm never going to use this id because that guy is 610 the guy was actually 6'10". On the ID, it said 6'10". I'm like, there's no way I can use that. I'm 6'10". If I went up to a bar, they're going to kick me out. They're going to try to confiscate my ID at the very least. If not, they're going to call you guys because I'm not 6'10". That's the only reason I got out of that because I probably was going to try to use it. <laughs> but, but they totally believed me. So thank goodness for that because I was just like a situation going bad. And then to make the situation worse, we go back to the coveralls situation i'm in these overalls now like one strap is down i'm in the cuffs i'm talking to these guys i'm giving them my name they do like the what's your last name i'm going through i'm like Tharaldson, and then like i'm like this is going to be fun because like i'm like they're like what's your last name they're like are you too drunk to say your last name I'm like no my name's Tharaldson. do you want me to spell it my pants fall down <laughs> so the, the, the coveralls fall down to my ankles as i'm in handcuffs i just start laughing i'm like dude can you just pull my pants up the cop, who's, like the cop, the cop goes from straight face to just giggly because <laughs> he has to pull my pants back up and hook my overalls back on my body. <laughs> and then after that, they're like, "All right, man, you're all good." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to do anything wrong. I just want to go home now." They're like, "All right, go home, get your minor, and walk away." So that, that was a long story situation, but yeah, the 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 lead up was almost boring. It was just casually getting drunk not casually getting drunk crazily getting drunk but the stuff that went on within that like 45 minutes was just like i was drunk but i remember it so clearly because of just like how ridiculous it was what are you more glad that happened that you went to the conor mcgregor fight or that happened that so you could tell that story so within like the year after that happened i wish it never happened 
But now, definitely that story. Definitely that okay. story. It's, just, it's one of those like it probably doesn't happen to very many people that you get uh, that you get handcuffed and it happened. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's it's definitely a good story to tell. Do you want to hear a story about how I got my minor? Yes, absolutely. Which one? Which one? (laughs) (laughs) We don't have enough time for that. Wait, did you have to walk home after that? They didn't give you a ride? No, they just sent me on my merry way. I think like... uh... Kind of in the background, I think a couple of the throwers, the, like my teammates, saw that I was like getting in trouble. So then afterwards, I think they like they came over to make sure that I got home. But yeah, that was a that was a shit show. It's a shit show. It was. It was like was it, it was a close walk at least? No, no, a good like mile and a half. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. It's a good college walk. It was. It was a good. It was a good like. It's a good thinking walk. Good walk of shame. <laughs> Good walk to get thirsty and get back to wherever you're headed and continue drinking because you can't get two minors in 24 hours. Or at least I don't think you can. I don't know. I don't know. I guess at that point I wasn't willing to test it. But Pretty sure it's martial law. So. <laughs> you just got to test the waters. I'm already in. <laughs> it's like when you get pulled over and you don't pull over. It's like how much more trouble are you going to get in? Yeah. I'm already pulled over. <laughs> I got a weird question for you. All right. What is one conspiracy that you believe in? Oh, my goodness. I, I definitely think, unfortunately, it's probably the most obvious one that everybody answers, but definitely the 9-11 conspiracy. I definitely, it, I definitely do think there's something fishy going on there. Okay. I, I watched the QAnon documentary, like, very recently, and, <laughs> man, those guys different level like their main believer is a guy that doesn't have any arms or legs really well he does but they're like kind of like chicken wings what kind of life is that no arms or legs he's married to a filipino woman this guy with no arms or legs has married i can't even get a text back what the fuck <laughs> no kidding actually <laughs> no kidding maybe this guy gets it <laughs> Maybe you got to join QAnon. Maybe that's the, <laughs> that's the key. I don't know. I think I just need to bring out my alter ego, Cowboy Gordon, go down to Athens, Georgia, and hit on the Southern women. I think so. I think there's a couple Southern bells calling up. What, what do you say, Cowboy Gordon? Cowboy Gordon. Yeah, I think this there's a couple Southern ego. bells ready, ready to have some fun with Cowboy, <laughs> Cowboy Gordon. I swear I don't have any mental health issues. I just have multiple personality disorder. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> is is chicken and waffles like a big thing down there? And or second question, is Waffle House as crazy as people make it seem? That's a good question. All right. So first one, yeah, chicken and waffles definitely definitely a thing. Like they actually like serve it in the dining halls and stuff every now and then, like seriously. And then every place you go kind of has their own like special chicken and waffles. I would say it's like the equivalent of. I don't really know a good, a good equivalent, but it's definitely like, it's kind of that premier piece. The Waffle House. So I haven't personally had an experience with the Waffle House, but there's a ton of them around and I've heard people have those experiences. So yes, they are a thing. They're open 24 hours. It's kind of like, it's kind of like that place on the college campus where every drunk person would go, but also where all the crackheads hang out. So if that if that provides the good answer, 
I, I just love Waffle House from the story that like went around Twitter that was like this one guy kept going and the guy kept making his eggs wrong, so he kept going to Waffle House and getting a fist fight with one of the chefs there. Well, he'd purposely do his eggs wrong. Yeah, and then they would just get in a fight, and he would keep going back to it. <laughs> it's a fantastic story. Look it up. When you have uh, Conor McGregor withdrawals, do you just go to Waffle House and hang out for two hours, and hopefully something happens? <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Or I'm going to have to start. It's going to have to start. Yeah. I'm bored. You want to go to Waffle House for two hours? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I, I've never been to Waffle House, but I love it just based on those stories that I've heard. You could go there and put on some serious beef, if you know what I mean. And you put on some serious beef. <laughs> what did you go? Did. So in high school to end it, what were you? What was your weight at? 215 pounds. And what at the most when you were throwing, how much did you weigh? 293. So what did you do? What's like the craziest thing you did to put on weight? The craziest thing. I mean, so like the hardest part about putting on weight, I don't know if this is the craziest. I think the hardest part is like you have to always have that extra plate. So like I feel like the first like year and a half when I was putting on weight, like almost every single meal I was eating was to the point where like I felt like I had to throw up everywhere afterwards. Because, like, you kind of get to, like, I want to put on clean weight, so I have to eat a lot of this clean food. So I feel like the craziest part is, is then you find out, well, instead of eating all this clean food, I can just eat, like, absolute shit, and it still works. <laughs> so I feel like over, like, the past, like, couple, the last, like, two years of my career, it was, like, the how many cookies can I stuff into my mouth after the meal so, like, I can, like, get 500 calories in five bites and, like, stuff like that. But... You get all those crazy stories of, like, the all-you-can-eat places. Like, the throwers, we go to the all-you-can-eat. The all-you-can-eat, or, like, the $4 all-you-can-eat pancakes at, like, IHOP. Like, the like the hibachi grills where you pay, like, $14 and you go and eat as much as you can, like, can. And people, we just put down food to the point where uh, I was at Fogo de Chao. This will probably be the craziest story. I was at Fogo de Chao. So for those of you that don't, like, that don't know, it's a place, I think they're all around, but there's a place in Minneapolis, it's a steakhouse, but it's all you can eat steak. You pay like a certain price, it's all you can eat steak. We were there for a recruiting visit. They give you these cards and green means I want the, I want you to bring me meat. Red means all right, I'm good, I'm good to go for a while. I just kept it on green the whole time. So they're bringing <laughs> over every single kind of steak, the, the lamb, there's chicken, there's this, there's that, the other. And I'm just eating my brains out. And then like 30 minutes in, the food keeps coming out, but just completely skips our table for about like a good 20 minute period. And it's totally because I was ab consuming every single thing they were bringing out without flipping it back over to red. And so I think that was probably, probably the good crazy story. Definitely got my money's worth. I think it was like a hundred dollars, but definitely got the money's worth. Well, there was a guy at St. John's, Ben Barch, a uh, friend of a friend. He, he was famous for the NFL draft that he was putting like scrambled eggs, red Gatorade, whey protein, a banana, and stuff. So I was like, kind of thinking, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe John's like, what's your protein shake in the morning? Are you putting some like nails or for toughness, <laughs> banana peel for flavor, some sand for weight? Yeah, just uh, give, give me some of that, like some 
ready mix concrete. Yeah. Let's get that in there. And... <laughs> yeah. So there's like a good uh, period of time where like the best way for me to put on weight was was the shake. I feel like you get there. Like it's like an easy, you know, seven to a thousand calories. My shake wasn't anything like special or anything like crazy. It was literally just like the the milk. You load it with like peanut butter. You load it with protein and basically whatever you can just fit in there. That's going to add calories, but like not taste like absolute shit. And uh, yeah, you just you put that down. The worst part about that is it's like the worst like bloating you ever get. Like you drink, you put you put down that thousand calories in like a minute and a half because it's just a liquid, and you just you just feel like absolute shit. But it gets the job done. Gets the job done for sure. So did not try like the did not try the nails though. I feel like that's definitely definitely a good one. Just throw throw some rusty nails in there. Just give me a little tough. Get you iron. Yeah, yeah. Or something. I, feel like I don't the, know. I feel like half the <laughs> stuff. phosphate, the good stuff. <laughs> it's a sedimentary rock, so that should do you good. So you think you could just dominate some like eating challenges? Oh, uh, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. But, but back in the day, probably, especially like you catch me at like the right time of the day where it's like after training and you haven't eaten in a couple hours. It's like, I, I feel like I just kind of became the garbage disposal. Like I, there's definitely stories when I'd come back in the summer and I'd go out with my friends or you'd go to like a place like Hoo in Bismarck. It's like all you can eat. I mean, I would have my like two, three, four plates. And my friends would grab a plate, then they grab another one, but they wouldn't finish the plate, and then I would just like finish all of theirs for them. You know what I mean? So definitely, I definitely have that garbage disposal mentality some of the time. You gonna finish that? Yeah, and, and depending <laughs> on your friend, you just get Hep B. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have one? Oh, I was I was thinking of a question. I completely lost it, but um, so are you just a professional pod? cast host or guest i should say a professional podcast guest since you were on the special generalist with peyton now you're a guest on no brains no headache podcast is this just your future being a guest i've actually never thought of it like that i've never thought about like a professional podcast guest but i would definitely like that i i, I love doing this stuff i feel like it's like the most one of the most fun things to do is just have like a random conversation yeah it's like just you don't know it where up. it's gonna go and you just kind of start out and you're recording it and who knows what's going to happen. But I definitely think if that's a possibility, I would totally do that. I feel uh, like that would yeah, be the life. Throw your name on a live. couple websites and get into it. Like, why I, not? I just made that up. <laughs> There's no such thing as professional podcast guest, but I, if you're interesting enough, I'm sure people would have you on all the time. But I feel, I was telling Matt earlier, I was like, I feel like I already know John super well after just researching you, listening to you on the special generalist, texting you a little mm -hmm. bit beforehand. And then, of course, I was uh, listening back to the episode with Peyton. And I don't mean anything bad against you or Peyton, but Matt was talking about the episode as I was listening to it. And I just looked up and I was like, I have no idea what these guys are talking oh, you, about. Right? Yeah, we were like listening to it and I was like, yeah, it's super rude. What do you think about this? And Jordan's like, what? I've had terrible <laughs> focus all week, but I listened to it like two different times. So if that makes you feel any better. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's definitely, it's definitely like the two podcasts are just different niches this is definitely the more casual let's have a beer and have a conversation and that one's definitely geared towards more there's a theme behind it and he wants to to fit this theme and it's a little bit more not even educational but more more deep talking but yeah i can definitely see that i've i've listened to all of them just being his best friend one and supporting him and i definitely get that sense too there's some of the times where it's just like 
the fact that he knows enough to talk to the wide range of people and then those people are talking in depth it's like wow okay there's <laughs> there's a lot going on here there you almost have to research the content in the podcast to understand what's going on yeah I, I was gonna ask you like right away i was like hey so you remember when you're on peyton's podcast this is gonna be absolutely nothing like that <laughs> which <laughs> leads me thing. into my last question that i have for you i might have some other ones after this but I wanted to give you some random objects to see, in your opinion, how far you could throw them at your peak <laughs> athletic performance. Okay, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. I like it. A toaster. A toaster. Okay, I don't know if it's so aerodynamic, though. So the part that I'm a little worried about is the cord getting caught up in the, in the business as you're throwing. Okay, you, you cut but, the cord. But cut the cord... I bet I can get the toaster up close to 70 feet. I bet I bet anywhere from 68 to 70 feet. Okay, now a toaster that somebody filled up a bathtub with and dropped in. <laughs> How far could you throw that toaster? <laughs> I like to call it a toaster bath. That's playing a little hot potato, so I feel like I have to, <laughs> I have to, I have to react a little it's bit It's in quick. between hot potato and suicide, so great. <laughs> so maybe a good, like couple inches and then it's going to be more of like how far i fall after trying to grab it but fair enough what's the one where there's like <laughs> two balls connected to each other Nor it... norwegian golf no it's like two balls connected to each other and they swing it around oh okay, okay yeah, yeah. So, so it's so it's basically like the ball on the wire it's called the hammer throw yeah hammer but it's mm -hmm. not actually a hammer so no, this is this is pretty similar good. to that I, I feel like the same same lead up to it a standard folding chair. <laughs> a standard folding chair. Metal. I like it though because, metal. Yeah. Because the best technique is exactly is exactly that technique is the hammer. I would say I'm a little worried about the, the chair opening up. So if we can yep. lock that chair in, keep it nice and aerodynamic, I could throw it a good, a good 65 feet. All right. So, so far the toaster yep. is winning. The toaster would go further. The toaster would go further. A well-built paper airplane. A well-built paper airplane. So this is yeah, not take all the mechanics, it's... throw them out the window. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think this would be a great Olympic event because you'd have the guys that are, like, throwing shot put that are built like a fridge. Yep. Yep. And then you have the guys that are, like, well-built paper airplanes. Like, he weighs 119 pounds. Here he goes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's totally out of my domain of, like, throwing this heavy shot put far. And it's like the meathead mentality of like getting after the shot put would totally mess me up. And I think I would try to throw it so hard it goes backwards. So I feel I feel it could be zero to like negative five feet. Negative five. One. All right. Yeah, go with yeah. negative five. This one I'm actually like really interested in. This was this was my like my go to. So you go to the grocery store and you grab a frozen Thanksgiving turkey. That's in the bag, and you can grab it by the handle, or you can just lumberjack it. I think mm -hmm. going by the handle, you definitely get some more distance on it. Lumber what? For sure. Lumberjack. Lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm Jack. Cool. I'm Jack Mihoff. Yeah, <laughs> turkeys are pretty heavy. I'm trying to compare it. So, like, the actual college weight is 35 pounds. Let's say it's a 19-pound like, turkey. I feel, like it's, I feel like it's less. I feel like a 19-pound turkey, I bet mean, I could get that going 
I would say like 75 feet, I bet. Okay, so the turkey... I can sling that thing about 75 feet. The turkey but it wouldn't wins. even be that hammer style. It yeah. That hammer style. Grab it by the handle and rip it around. I, I love the track videos that are fails. Well, first off, I basically realized that you could throw a frozen Thanksgiving turkey farther than you could throw throw a folding chair, which is great info for this. Yeah. I think what we're going to do is we're going to have Matt make a graphic and we're going to show <laughs> the listeners and followers of No Brains, No Headache podcast uh, the results of your estimated length of tossing all these objects. I think that's I like appropriate. <laughs> I think we'll we'll go out and throw it and see how we compare to your estimates. Yeah, me and Matt that's are going to do some throwing. So That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, John, uh, I think that's all we have for today. So well, I just want to say on behalf of Matt and myself, thanks for joining No Brains, No Headache podcast. I know this isn't your first podcast, so that's why you nailed it right on the head. And thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. It was a good time. Take it easy down in Georgia. Hey, take it easy up north, especially when it gets cold. <laughs> we'll do. We'll be, be chilling in the beautiful sun. <laughs> take care, John. You too. Welcome back to the Dugout Studio for another edition of Cleary's Comments here on No Brains, No Headache Podcast. We just got off the interview with John Theraldson. Matt, what did you think of the interview with our guy down in Georgia? It was fun. Yeah, good to have a guest all the way from Georgia. You know, we put another spot on our guest map we have over here. So second one from Georgia, actually. So good to see. Uh, enjoyed the interview with John. Hope you guys did as well. Before we get into Cleary's comments, uh, I have a few fallacies that we have to go through. I don't like to lie on this show. Never have, never will. I called, uh, in episode 66, I called it episode 65 right at the beginning. Didn't notice it through editing or anything. Uh, and Matt, my trusty co-host over here, didn't bother to say a thing, so I'm blaming it on you. I didn't even realize you did that. I didn't either. After even editing it like four times, I did not realize it, so I'm only human. Sorry, guys. I also said a Colton Jesse song was titled Sorrow Sympathy when it's actually Sorrow Symphony. So I'm ser- I sincerely apologize. Like I said, I'm only human. Um, if you haven't figured it out yet, Colton will be on the podcast in about two weeks from now. Um, this has been confirmed, so just buckle up. Matt and I are making money moves, so tell your friends about the show and leave us a goddamn review, please, on to Cleary's Comments. Matt, welcome to Cleary's Comments, and how are you? I'm doing great. It's a, it's a Sunday Scaries kind of thing, but I'm going to have a couple drinks, get through it, and I want to talk about mascots and I think it was like Sporting News or someone came out with a list of the most offensive mascots, and I don't get it. I'm going to pull up the list right now. I could see how the Florida State one is, but it's kind of badass. That took the number one spot. Uh, The next two are basically the same thing. They are the Hawaiian Warrior and the San Diego State Warrior. And then at number four, it's the Leprechaun from Notre Dame. What's with that? I have no idea. And that's one that's kind of out of the box because the rest of them are just mascots that have a gun. Pistol Pete? What's wrong with Pistol Pete? What did he ever do? I don't know if you ever looked up uh, Hey Rabe from UNF. Hey Reb for the Rebels, perhaps? Yeah, that's the one. 
uh, his mustache you is... Say it, this is spelled R-E-B, and you said Rabe? Yeah. Are you okay? I mean, we got two Pistol Pete's on here now. What the hell? What's wrong with Pistol Pete? What's wrong, what's wrong with Sparky the Sun Devil? He's a devil, I guess. I don't know. We'll have to add the list to our My Story, get a little visual going for you guys, and you can decide for yourselves. I mean, I'm, hey, I'm pro-choice. Yeah, Hey Rabe just has... A- Reb has uh Hey Reb. They're the UNLV Rebels, Matt. Hey Reb has a mustache that is three feet wide and it is majestic. I just don't understand. like we went to the same school for like twelve years and I thought I'd receive the same education as you after your pronunci- pronunciation pronunciation there I go again. <laughs> Have my fucking stroke again. After you can't say Reb, I'm I'm concerned about the level of education and how much attention the teachers gave you. I don't know. Offensive mascots, what do you think? I think that none of them are very offensive. I think everybody just makes a problem out of nothing. They're mascots. They're meant to cheer on your school and be something funny to look at. Do you think PETA has a problem with every mascot that's an animal? Like the Texas Longhorns, the Colorado Buffaloes, even the Oklahoma Sooners just taking out a covered wagon, you know? I love when that thing falls over. It usually happens every five years or so. They come out and it just goes ass over tea kettle. I want a school that's like the Lions. I want them to bring out a fucking lion. Or the Tigers. I want... LSU has a tiger. I want it to like... I don't know. Well, people talk about... Just do a ritual sacrifice for the stadium. Of a live tiger in the middle of it? No, like of the fan of the opposite team. Oh, so like, worse than my idea. <laughs> it's like it's like modern day gladiators. Pre-game show, you give a fan from the other team like a screwdriver, and then him and the tiger go at it. And if he wins, he gets to live. That <laughs> if the tiger wins, he is fed for the day. I mean, that's a pretty good idea. I mean, entertainment all started with the gladiator days as is. So let's just bring it back with our modern entertainment of football in America. American football in the South, LSU. There was one that came out that was like, the Buffalo at Colorado has no quality of life. I'm like, the Buffalo lives like the best life of a Buffalo. He gets to eat Oreos. It's his favorite snack. I don't know. You you just got to make moves to keep the people happy Make sure there's fans in the seats. Um, and make sure your team is winning, most importantly. Matt and I's favorite baseball team, the Chicago Cubs, haven't been winning a whole lot lately. But they recently had a walk-off to snap a franchise record 13-game losing streak. And for our own personal enjoyment, it sounded something like this. 3-2, runner goes. That's drilled. Deep right field. Blackman back. Walk it off. Rafael Ortega. I mean, that's the most excited and the amount of actual joy, you know, surrounding the Cub I've seen in probably an entire month. They're the worst team in the National League. By far. And I will be going to a Cubs game at Wrigley in 13 days. Well, there you go. I'm just saying it was glorious and good to see them finally win one, keyword one, uno. Uh, But then I was out and about the other day, and some ass wagon noticed I was wearing a Cubs hat and made a comment about waiting because we were in public, we were waiting in line. 
And so I thought he was making a 108-year World Series drought joke, which I'm okay with. And I'm like, okay, this guy actually knows some history. So I chimed back jokingly saying, I've waited long enough, pal. And he was way out of his element. Forget it, Donnie. You're out of your element. Cluelessly asked me how they're doing this year. And I'm like, son of a bitch. This guy is a real chatty Kathy. He has no fucking clue about baseball. When you ask how are the Cubs doing this year amidst their 13-game losing streak after selling the franchise, dude, literally like eight weeks ago, they were in first place of the NL Central. Um, I don't know what happened. I think Ricketts poisoned the water. They did something. But, um, yeah, it was just tough. You know, Cubs have a walk-off, get a little bit of glory. Then this ass clown has the audacity to ask me how the Cubs are doing this year. I just don't appreciate it. Uh, Cubs are looking for, you know, probably top five draft pick 2022. So it's going to be a long winter. Hopefully you enjoy your time in Chicago. Hopefully they win. Maybe a walk-off like Rafael Ortega did the other day. I will be flying in on 9-11, and then I will be leaving Monday morning. So I will be there for about 36 hours, and I'm actually pretty excited. I think it's going to be fun. I doubt you even get drunk. I'll get annihilated. Maybe be falling over a little bit, trying to walk along the old river by your boy Trump Tower, looking for the pizza, and it's just in the lobby of your hotel the whole time. Uh, Deep dish, you have one slice. The hotel I'm staying at has bunk beds, so. Oh, great. It's a real, real great place. Said no power tools. I love they're just putting a board on the side that has no structural integrity to the said bunk beds. Yeah, the, the piece of wood they put on the side it just has no purpose. Literally does nothing. Speaking of having no purposes, <laughs> what the fuck is going on with the milk crate challenge? Uh, I thought, I guess, is it a challenge officially? Yeah, you need to walk up one side and down the other side. Okay, it was, but did it just start out as like a funny video and then it started trending and now our stupid society is like, Ooh, let's make this a challenge. No, how about we just laugh at people when they fall on their face? It's so funny. I mean, how many people are getting injured? That's the thing too, is I, there's a conspiracy going around that is the worst conspiracy theory of all time. It is that the government created the milk crate challenge so that people that do it get hurt and go to the hospital and get vaccinated. I'm like, can't this just be one of those things that's funny for people? No, because that's the society we live in. Um, you know, they're going to find a way to make the milk crate challenge political somehow. How about you do what you want? You want to walk across the milk crates? Then do it. You want to get vaccinated? Then do it. You don't want to walk across the milk crates? Then don't do it. You don't want to get vaccinated? Then don't do it. Blood pressure is high now. Way to go. I need a beer. Grab me a beer, please. Thank you. I wasn't going to drink today, and look what you did. Oh, oh, I got some beer on the keyboard. That computer is ruined. Anyway. Well, that brings me back to, because I think it was like four or five years ago that the oh, that's delicious ice bucket challenge was going around. And all this came down to was that our society, in order to not donate $75 to ALS research, all they had to do was dump a bucket of ice on their head. The ice bucket challenge was, you know, one for its time. 
I don't really know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the one of those things that just sucks because it's like, oh, if you don't, then you have to donate seventy five dollars. I'm like, I'd rather just donate seventy five dollars, feel good about myself doing it, than be like, all right, Facebook, here's me dumping a cup of water on my head. How do vegans feel about the milk crate challenge? I don't get it. Milk? Oh, vegans don't drink milk. I'm pretty sure they don't. What do they eat even? Because they don't have. Uh, you ever had uh, rub? You ever eaten rubber? No, <laughs> that's, I'm pretty sure that's what they eat. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure vegans don't drink milk because it comes from a fucking cow. Where do the people get the milk crates too? Is oh, they I'm drink thinking. cashew milk. That's what it is. Nut milk. Yeah, nut milk. <laughs> Had a little nut milk the other night. <laughs> what? You get it? You think about it. We're not going to go down that road. I'm not going to tell you about it anyway. Question is, are what kind of crates are the vegans getting? Probably buy nut, a, nut milk crates. Buy a degradable ones that just break when you step on them. Yeah, they're just cardboard <laughs> and they just collapse amongst any pressure at all. Oh, this is made from trash from the ocean. What do you have to do if you don't cross the milk crate challenge? What charity do you have to donate to? Uh, I don't think anything, because you have to pay your hospital bill for fucking smashing your face into a bunch of... People don't do that anyway, so... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the care. Just going to let this $75 go to waste, and or $75,000 just be on my docket for seven years, and then it gets erased. I love, uh, yeah, I love how we're just like, let's make, let's pile up some milk crates and see if we can walk across this bitch. It is hilarious. However, your conspiracy theory is way out of whack. Oh, big time. Way out of whack. Who the hell are you, man? Isaac fucking Newton? I just hate how we can't, like, I hate our society, and I can't get around it. Because, one, we make a big deal about a milk crate challenge. Why couldn't there be, like, four videos of this shit? That's it. It's hilarious. I know we live in a world of content. But why do, why do we have to just jump on this? And then, then white people started doing it. And I was like, come on. <laughs> are you kidding me? And then your local sandwich shop's doing it. It's just like, oh, my God, this is dumb. Then we have conspiracy theories about vaccinations with milk crates. And then the vegans are pissed because you're walking on milk crates. I think you kind of jumped to conclusions with the vegans. but Shut up, Matt. Anyway... My point is, I don't really know what my point is, but, oh wait, then on the other end of the spectrum, it gets politicized, so it's like, I just hate it no matter what. How much would you pay to watch some famous person that is not an athlete do the milk cake challenge? Stephen Hawking? (laughs) Isn't he dead? Well, probably. He's been mentioned on the podcast before, so therefore, he probably had some complications. We we are unlucky. Couldn't get a leg up on the milk crate challenge. What about... uh, All the jackass guys should do the milk crate challenge, and then they should have a patent on it, and only they can do it. So it stops. I hate trendy videos, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I I love them. For the first week, and then I'm over them. Yeah, I also, I love panhandlers. Another topic I would love to talk about. Um, I love panhandlers who are standing literally across the street from an establishment that's hiring. Like, I just, I don't get it. Um, In our neck of the woods, up here in Bismarck, North Dakota, you can drive around, and there are now hiring signs everywhere. I mean, can you attest to that? Literally everywhere. Go down the main roads in Bismarck, you will see now hiring signs everywhere. And I'm not saying this to shit on the less fortunate. I'm simply pointing out the fact that there's an opportunity everywhere 
So if we have any homeless listeners out there, send us a DM on your iPhone that you somehow have, and we will help you get a job. Operation No Brains No Problem is a go. I mean, look at Matt. He got a job, and he's doing great. Helping or hurting, I want to help. And the way I do that is to point out how ass-backwards it is to panhandle with invisibility of a now-hiring sign. It'd be like if I got all decked out in my Minnesota Vikings gear and I got tickets to the game, but then when I get to the game, I start chanting for the Packers. Just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's like going from the hot tub to the pool. Fun for nobody. Please get a job so my favorite establishments can stay open. There's a homeless guy I walk by every time I leave work. At the end of the day, he's always on the same bench, and he has a nicer bike than I do. I mean, you know, you got to have a good bike. No, my bike sucks, but it's just still, it's nicer than mine. Mine's from a thrift store, so it could basically blow up at any moment riding it, which is the real fun part. Also, I haven't rode my bike this year. And his is definitely stolen, so thrift store, stolen bike. The stolen bike's probably going to be a better quality nine times out of nine, but I don't know. Remember when we went on a tandem bicycle ride and popped the tire? (laughs) I had to walk it back home. Oh, there's nothing more embarrassing than walking back a tandem bicycle. Yes. I I can't think of anything currently right now that is more embarrassing. I love uh, the tandem bicycle and beer fest. You kidding me? She's hot as hell. Looking for a little slap and pickle. You sure you want to do this, man? You're drunk. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's drunk. (laughs) I I love beer fest. It's a great movie. Um, Beer fest classic. I came across this first pitch in uh, on LinkedIn, actually. You want some of your beer? Can I have it? You can have it. Thanks, bud. Um, first pitch, I was going on LinkedIn, and I saw it, and there was a blind kid that did the first pitch, and he threw an absolute strike and right did, down the middle. Did he get scouted by the team? I mean, it was at a Diamondbacks game, so probably. The Diamondbacks pitchers act like they're blind this year. They're fucking terrible. <laughs> well, I didn't realize that it was from 2011. I was like, nice, this must have just happened. This is 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. I, Could you not tell by the quality of the video? I mean, hindsight, looking at it now, I definitely should have. But the blind kid <laughs> gets the ball. Is he still blind? Yeah, still okay. definitely blind. Got it. Gets the ball, and he checks the runners at both base. <laughs> Which made me... He's assuming he's in a jam. Yeah. (laughs) First and third, we need the blind kid. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you want, Henry Rowengardner or the blind kid? Ah, give give me the blind guy. (laughs) Is Rowengardner's arm still fucked up? No. Yeah. Give me the righty. (laughs) He doesn't know what arm is right. I am slightly less hating blind people after seeing it because... What I know about first pitches is they can definitely be hard. Sometimes you get like the Colin Kaepernick's that throw a first pitch that he throws an 88 mile per hour pitch. Why doesn't Colin Kaepernick go play in the MLB then? He probably could. Well, no, he wouldn't be able to get in it. Uh, he's getting paid too much to be social justice warrior. So, But then there's the, I don't know if you've seen the 50 cent one or the Anthony Dr. Fauci one. Where the ball basically is a bowling ball that just oh, yeah. rolls towards. I love Doctor Fauci. And my personal favorite—I don't even know who threw it—but he throws it, and there's a guy holding a camera in the background, and it hits him right in the nuts. Yeah, right in the old bean bags, if you know what I mean. Got to watch out for it. Uh, first pitches. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure out there. 
Uh, was it Simone Biles who just like went out and just did like a quick little front flip and then threw her pitch? Did like a couple, but then she when she should've, actually should have threw a pitch while she was flip flying in the air. I thought that's what she's. They they always get some sort of Aztec warrior that's now offensive that does like yep. one of those side flips and then throws it. That's pretty cool. But like I think some of the Olympians that do it, they'll do like flips and then by the time they throw the ball, they're twelve feet from the catcher. What are your thoughts on? bullpen pitchers when they get called out to the game they just sprint to the mound i love that move also i want the golf cart that's Mm -hmm. a helmet yep to bring pitchers out i want that back they should just yeah start making golf carts in the shapes of like all sorts of things like one's a plate of nachos one's just a ball a baseball one's a mitt one's a bat have all sorts of different random objects with four wheels and a motor in it and take your bullpen pitchers out to the mound with it. Like a hot dog. They, they have two options. They either ride in the hot dog golf cart <laughs> yeah. or they sprint to the mound. I mean, there should be no way around it. Well, you get some of those relievers, though, like uh, Andrew Chafin from the Cubs. Look him up. Glorious mustache. Definitely drinks every single day of the week. Yeah. he If he sprinted to the mound, guaranteed vomit before he got there. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't wait to go home and get high. <laughs> Some of the great strike out, Dave. That's right. Strike it out and slow pitch softball. It's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait to go. <laughs> uh, I told you I was gonna surprise you with the sound clip. I mean, we're talking about fat guys in baseball. I'm crying. No better than the Beerly quote where he strikes out. I'm pretty sure three quarters through the season, they're like, you think you're a lefty? (laughs) He's just batting the wrong way. (laughs) So uh, we went from relief pitchers sprinting to the mound. (laughs) Oh, man, I can't wait to home again. (laughs) What a puke. Good old slow pitch softball days. Uh, Nothing like just getting drunk with the boys on a Thursday, calling in sick on Friday, and then going to a softball tournament. But... Get drunk, you can have those drunk conversations, and I am a firm believer in the possibility of having a quality, productive conversation when drunk. What are your thoughts on that? Or do you just discount every drunk conversation you have? Uh, Some do, some don't. It's about 50-50. Sometimes when it's like, yeah, we're going to go to Morocco tomorrow, I'll bid the plane tickets, you wake up in the morning, you're like, what the fuck am I talking about? Some of them are actually like good. It's like, yeah, we definitely need to do this. And like, okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Depends on the level of drunkenness is what yeah. I'm thinking. Like, That's what I was about to say. There's, there's a fine line, but I think great ideas and aspirations are born from some liquid courage. And we need to normalize that. Responsibly, of course. But you just got to normalize it. Oh, my. I'm having a little too much beer myself right now. But as my boy Elon Musk says, wishful thinking can be a dangerous thing. So you have to take action to follow your dreams beyond just yelling about your ideas at 2 a.m. when you're like 13 drinks deep. What's like the one that's like the classic go-to in college? It's like, we're going to start a bar. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, or every time me and you talk about bar rescue, we just instantly quote John (laughs) Taft. Shut it down! (laughs) (laughs) Remember when you were watching Bar Rescue and your coworker called you? (laughs) Yeah. And then you could just... 
yeah, I'll be right back to let you in. And then you just hear him in the background. John. What is this? You gotta clean this kitchen. I'm not coming back here tomorrow. And the guys are like, Jesus Christ. I love every uh, episode of Bar Rescue just has like the incompetent, naive bartender. It's the, it's the, there's like the stereotypes on there. It's the owner that drinks way too much. The owner that's just an asshole or the owner that's just so fucking stupid. It's just like, I don't know why you're rescuing this guy's bar. He's like, yeah, I worked construction for 13 years. Then I decided to get into bar ownership. It's like, that is a terrible idea. Yeah, I was a cop for 41 years. And then I cashed in my pension, which was basically my retirement to buy this failing bar. And now I just get shit hammered every day. Yeah, the the old restaurant industry, uh, you know, it's unforgiving. But I love when uh, when they're doing the undercover work and the like the bar owner that drinks too much is just like, yeah, around for everyone, just buying drinks for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that when they, they he had this one that was in San Francisco that he they go into it and this guy's like, just try to get as many free drinks from the bar as you can. And it was like bottle service. And he's like, another bottle for me and my friends and just had probably 30 shots. In, awesome. in like two hours, and then John Taffer comes in. He's like, "You know how much money you gave away today? Sixteen thousand dollars." Jesus, I think you and I would be great undercover team to check out a bar. But then you and I would be like, "This bar is freaking awesome." It's yeah, just it's a, like it's just a dive. They they made my drink too strong. It's like it's free alcohol. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> can't you're can't you're can't drunk. I'm drunk. We're all drunk. I can't wait to go home and get high. <laughs> Could you quit quoting that? I can't. <laughs> I get stuck on something. Whatever. I just like when the owners just give out drinks. It's hilarious. And I think you and I be great undercover to suck down the drinks. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I like it. Yeah. I have an idea. What is it? So, you know, all this celebrities and shit drink celsius i have no idea what that is I'll, I'll google it really quick it's basically like a energy drink that has vitamins and minerals and stuff in it so it's healthy yeah or supposedly healthy it's definitely like something like joe rogan would be like yeah I gotta it's drink clinically it. proven to boost metabolism and burn body fat while working out so Probably do why. you have to work out, or does it still burn the body fat I don't know. if you don't work out? It's like one of those things, like, yeah, I've just been drinking muscle milk, but not working out, and I've gained 45 pounds of fat. Well. Yeah. Just straight protein shakes, it, and you're just getting just Haven't pooped in three weeks. Oh, my heavens. But I want to come out with, someone always has to hit the mic yeah, one time. I always bump into this fucking mic. So. Uh, we should come out with a drink that's called Fahrenheit. and Bush, it Bushlight. It, and it is just the original Four loco recipe. I'm talking the one that is when kids were drinking like two of them yeah. and dying. Ocho Loco hands? Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Never heard of Ocho Loco hands? No. So you've heard of Edward Forty hands? Yes. Big fan. And then what's what's two times four? Come on, buddy. Eight. And what's eight in Spanish? Ocho Cinco. So when you have two Locos taped to your hands for binging consumption, it would be called... Ocho loco hands because you have eight loco. Yeah, but I'm talking we knock. No, I like your idea. We knock off their logo too, but just change it to Fahrenheit and an F, and then it comes in. I see it comes in about like these, 
but the skinny yeah calls. i don't want that i want the skinny can still but it's two of them stacked on top of each other so it's like a just a missile of a can that is 14 percent alcohol by volume okay. and contains at least the caffeine of one red bull i'm listening man i am on board i was gonna crack a joke and then you said this awesome idea and that's all i can think about what are we calling it fahrenheit Oh, because the opposite of Celsius. Matt, I like where your head's at, and it's not up your ass today, or at least not anymore. That's one of my better shitty ideas. <laughs> like, I, top two. I want to hear a shitty idea, although it could be lucrative. We make a kombucha. Ugh. Should we do another kombucha? Yeah, I mean, we only gave it one chance. Let's each get a kombucha. Let's, let's do a kombucha, but then, like, do, let's, you know, let's give, like, a 24-hour update. Where we just do little clips, like every. Uh, do we have to drink the full kombucha then? For sure. Oh, God. I want to, and then we're gonna clean out your gut of yours with some probiotic. I, do, is that what it is? I have no idea what kombucha is. Uh, kombucha is yeah, it's like a probiotic, but if you drink more than like one of them, there's a great story of one of, probiotic. You mean dingleberries? And yes, because yeah. that's what's floating around in that shit. It definitely looks like homeless man spit at the bottom. But yeah. there was the looks, guy, yeah. a guy hilariously from Letterkenny, uh, one of the hockey players, shit his pants on a ferry after drinking six kombuchas. So I'm We've just all done it <laughs> on a ferry <laughs> after six. What was this guy trying to? He was doing. He was, was trying he to a do recovering his, alcoholic, and then he realized kombucha just has a little tish, a little sliver of booze in it. He's like, "This chick's hot as hell." <laughs> yeah. Well, the people that drink alcoholic kombucha, I'm like, "Oh, so you want to be drunk and have diarrhea, or you could just drink forty bush lights and wait for the next morning because it will happen as well." <laughs> Darn, we're going, we're going streaking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody! That's what you're gonna be saying after a few too many kombuchas. It's time we pivot to the Olympics this week, the ranking game we play on No Brains, No Headache podcast. This week, we're going to do the Olympics of Asian foods. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! Just kidding. We audibled to the Olympics of skills. Uh, very open for interpretation, so it should be a good one. If you don't know how the Olympics works, is we pick a topic, such as skills or Asian foods, then we rank them in descending order, gold, silver, bronze, lost in the medal round. You can have an honorable mention. You can have a DQ. Those are optional. Uh, and then we play, we alternate. We can't have the same picks. Loser from the prior week's Olympics gets to go first. Matt, who won last week? You did. I won the Olympics of hair icons. Uh, Matt is handing me $20 that I forgot we bet on that. Appreciate that. Um <laughs> So Matt's going to go first. If you want to check out our other Olympics, just check out our prior episodes. We play it every week. It's a lot of fun. We did have Asian foods on the docket. I said that's kind of boring as much as I love Asian food. Well, it's audible. We went with skills. Very open for interpretation. Don't judge us, but also judge us because we love to hear your feedback in the form of a review if possible. You'll be able to vote on these podiums at NBNH Podcast on Twitter and Instagram after this, so stay tuned for that. Matt, welcome to the Olympics. Why don't you get started? I just want to get into a little bit of, do you have the ability to do any of your skills? Um, I could probably do, if I really had to, I could definitely do all of them. I mean, I could too. I think I would not, not very well. Yeah, not, not well. Not very well, but... 
And we're also talking before this, I said, what are you going with, funny? Are you going with practical? Um, We decided we're going to go with funny. We're trying to have fun. So, yeah, there's probably a bunch of skills. Uh, I don't want to say any right now in case they're going to get used, but there's probably a bunch of really practical skills out there. I thought you said we were doing practical. Matt, for the eighth time, we're not doing Olympics of Asian foods, and we're doing funny skills. Okay. Olympics of skills with a little bit on the fly here. Then I'm going to go with my. You know what you're doing. Gold medal acting. Okay. Out of the gate, acting. I like where your head's at. Acting is such a skill because I know I watch a lot of TV and movies, and if there's shitty acting, I probably think it's a good movie. So yeah, your, your taste in movies is terrible. I went with acting just because I love. TV shows, and you can tell when someone is a shitty actor, especially with those dramas. You get people like Skylar White in Breaking Bad, who's a great actress, but is just a world-class bitch. So, <laughs> Just a great age. I hate, I don't know if you do this, but I hate people based on their characters, like Debbie from Shameless. Oh. I'm just going to assume I hate her in real life, too. Yeah. What do you think of, like... The Daniel Radcliffe's of the world, where they're just, that's Harry Potter forever. Or Dwight Schrute from, it's like, yeah, he was in The Meg. What about this guy? I'm my name of Borat. I like you. I like sex. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> like, I know him as Borat, not Sasha. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. He's married to the hot redhead from Wedding Crashers, fun fact. But, Great. yeah. It is a fun fact. I Acting like him. gold pick out of the gate. I like that. Um, that That's pretty practical, I would say. Uh, if you're really good at acting, you could probably make some really good money as well and have the fame and fortune to go with it. So great gold pick. Didn't really come on my radar. I went with a different route. So I'm going to compliment yours with my gold pick. Olympics of skills. Talking should be mine because I cannot today. I'm going to go with stand-up comedy. So similar to acting in, in a sense, but uh, it's public speaking and entertaining with nothing but jokes. I think comedians, they have it the hardest. I mean, uh, actors, actresses, you know, they have a lot of editing, special effects, directors, people that go into it. Uh, I know stand-up comedians, they probably have a team too, but for the most part, they're just coming up with their jokes and they have a microphone and themselves on stage and that's it. Uh, I think... Like musicians, for example, um, don't want to get too deep into that, but like they have, you know, you have instruments, you have lighting and theatrics to go with it to like enhance the show. So that's why my gold pick stand up comedy. All they got is their jokes up there. And obviously, if you've listened to this podcast thus far, you may have figured out we like jokes, we like comedy. Got to keep it light. You know, humor is our medicine, you could say. And the couple of probably multiple stand-up comedians on this show, you can definitely tell that they are adaptable to the situation because they can come up with stuff on the fly. Yeah, definitely just laid-back people, uh, stand-up comedy. I've told people before it's definitely something I want to try in the future. I don't think I'm going to make a career out of it or anything, but I just want to get up on stage and just try it just for the sake of trying it and probably grow a lot from it and learn a lot. So stand-up comedy, gold. I love it. I'm going to get into my silver medal, and I'm going to go with Animal Whispering. Okay, Matt jumps right into the funny Animal Whispering. Can you explain that, please? People that are good with animals, like any animal, they're just 
some examples of it. I'm going to go with Horse Girl, George of the Jungle, the bear guy in Montana who ended up getting mauled by said bears. The kid from Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yes. Donnie Thornberry from <laughs> the Thornberries. The clown from Airbud. He actually, he was a terrible one. He was a dick. Yeah, I know. It was a joke. I don't know. Got Comedy. Trying to stay comedic today. Animal whispering. What the, would be your... The hot chick from Game of Thrones who rides those dragons. Nice. Nice. Cheeks. Um, what would be... Boobs. <laughs> what would be your animal to whisper to? And we're going to take a dog and a cat out of the equation. What would be your cup of tea, so to speak, of animal whispering? What are you whispering to? What are you saying? I think it'd be fucking Why awesome are you whispering? To have, like, a dolphin on your side. You could just ride a dolphin. Okay. Is a dolphin an animal or a mammal? Never mind. What did you just say? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> what did you just say, Matt? <laughs> Never mind. Who the hell are you, man? Isaac fucking Newton? <laughs> I don't know. All right, I'm going to get into my silver, if that's all right with you. Uh, definitely wanted to keep it light. I'm going to go with skills. I don't know how you're going to title this, but I titled it Mini Hoops. Being really good at mini hoops, uh, you know, you can win pig, you can win horse, you can burn some time at the office when you should be working, but you're not because you fucking hate your job because you got into a bad industry, you went to college, you try to pay off debt. Anyway, mini hoops, uh, deadly skill to have. And I'm also going to count crumpling up papers and having a dynamite jumper to the garbage can. Uh, so everybody, you know, has probably done this before. We have a mini hoop in here. Uh, way too much equipment here to safely set it up. <laughs> it hasn't stopped us before. <laughs> yeah, but I think mini hoops, you know, you got to be good at the mini hoops. You know, trick shots, you bounce it off the wall, you're doing behind the back. What are you doing? I don't know. Do you have vaulted ceilings? I don't know. Mini hoops, my silver pick, trying to keep it light here on No Brains, No Headache podcast. Olympics of skills. What are you yelling when you shoot a paper into a basket? I mean, you know, probably you're going to yell Kobe. Why? Why do you ask? I've been yelling glass lately. Oh. Like from Jam and Parks and Rec when he's just like, glass, shoots it and just I, misses. I like yelling rainmaker or yeah. make it rain. Old school. Basically anything from Along Came Polly. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> They're just terrible at basketball. Just nothing like a pickup game with two strangers in New York City. And just... you know, Sandy Lyle's also dead, fun fact. Yeah, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, RIP in peace. Wait, I thought his name was Sandy Lyle. Never mind. I'm just going to get into my bronze medal. I'm going to go with my bronze medal of skills is going to be sign language. Okay, Matt. Matt, going with the sign language, can you do some for us really quick? Uh, I can just kidding, do don't. Be, sign language is terrible for a podcast. Yeah, Matt, you just did a quote from Saving Silverman. I don't even know if that's sign language, but I feel like, oh, I also spelt language wrong. It's only Air Force. You only know Air Force. <laughs> it's Navy SEALs. I only know Air Force. Sign language. Can you explain that, please? I think it'd be really cool to be able to know sign language. Do you talk to a lot of people that only know sign language? No, but I see like whenever like a political person is um, talking that po they a political person, a politician, yeah, whatever. Okay, and they they have the person that's going like a million miles per hour and just like you are not. You just did hook and ladder. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> we probably talked about it before, but I think we just need to keep bringing attention to it. In varsity blues. 
last play of the game to win the what, what it wasn't even to win state it was just district a, title yeah district title um he covers up one eye meaning it's eye right or, and then he points to the right and he holds out his right arm so it's eye right off the gate if the defense or coaching staff or literally anybody from the other team is watching they can figure out what play they're going to do cuz then he hooks his mouth and then climbs a figurative ladder uh, I write hook and ladder is the play. Terrible. Like I, that defensive coordinator should have been canned immediately after that. But I digress. Matt wants to know sign language. He knows hook and ladder. He knows I write. He knows a little bit of Air Force signals. Uh, learn it. Let us know. But I just don't for having a podcast that's mainly based off of audio. I just don't know if sign language is going to be. A skill that's very needed for this. So I'm not saying you shouldn't. However, if we're going to sit here and talk in sign language all day, I think the podcast is going to go south. I mean, it already is, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to get into my bronze medal. I think I'm going to go with a graffiti artist. So, you know, kind of get with the you know drawing, the artists, but I like the graffiti artists, you know. Vandalism meets artistic beauty. You so, wanted to say graffiti or graffiti, graffiti artist. artist? I'm trying to think outside of the box. Like Banksy. Like you said sign language for some reason that's just unknown to me. I'm going with graffiti artist, you know, lives the alternative lifestyle. But, like, look at what they make with spray paint. Like, there's some really nice murals out there. There was the when... After Kobe died, there was one in L.A. that you had to wait an hour and a half in a line to make a picture of. Or what about the Joe, the Joe Kelly? In front of. The Joe oh, Kelly yeah, that mural. was a great one. Whatever happened to that guy? I think he's still pitching for the Doyers, but they have, they have like every big name ever. Yeah. They I'm had, just glad one of the Cubs didn't go to the Doyers. They had um, the Mexican guy from Ted Lasso throw out the first pitch, and he was like, actually said it like Doyers. He's like, this is Doyers baseball. The Los Angeles Doyers. And I was like, yeah, love it. The Raiders. <laughs> anyway, graffiti artist, bronze medal, Olympics of skills, open for interpretation. Keep that in mind. You can vote on these podiums afterwards. Let's get into lost in the medal round. L-I-M-R. I'm going to go with juggling. Matt's going with juggling. I like it. Didn't even come on my radar. Could probably just get a bunch of chicks with juggling. Yeah, so. it's not really practical at all unless you're trying to win America's Got Talent. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they have some people on there. I myself own juggling balls because I was going to go to some event as a juggler and it got canceled. Yeah, I see. Is that a juggling ball over there? Yeah. Oh, Matt is. We're going to do a little play by play. Matt wearing his Duke Blue Devils baseball jersey gets up middle of the podcast and he's now juggling. Three balls at once, and one hit the ground. He looks discouraged and back down. How is that? I can kind of juggle. Matt can kind of juggle. Um, I mean, and you can juggle other things, like like work and home life, for yeah. example. Like you juggle responsibilities yeah. and being a pile of shit. Paying your bills, going to the bar for six hours. Thinking that... While you pay taxes, that's how your electricity bills gets paid. Juggling. Juggling your finances, both literal and figurative, 
or something. I don't know what I'm talking about. Just do whatever. Just do whatever. Uh, I'm going to do my Lost in the Middle round, and I'm going to go with quoting movies. Now, I am highly skilled at this. Uh, Matt's pretty good at it, too, and it's a majority of where I get my jokes. So I just want to thank, say thanks to all those Hollywood writers out there who make me seem a lot funnier than I actually am for their hilarious jokes. Love quoting movies, obviously. I mean, we got all sorts of good stuff on here. Ask me about my winner! I mean, that's just one of many. That's uh, Oh, boy. Ruffy bomb! Sometimes when I puke a shit. <laughs> it gets me. Remember my credo, Jimmy! Don't be a fool! Stay, Stay in school. school. I love quoting movies. Figured I'd put it on the list. I think I'm rather good at it. So, uh, skills quoting movies. And then it always comes in handy... When people, like, are, uh, they don't know Jerking what movie off. yet. Whoa. I said handy, and then I made a motion. Oh. It was, it was supposed to go unsaid, but now it's not. Now everybody knows we're talking about hand jobs oh. on the side. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. People, when they don't know the movie quote, they're like, oh, what what's that movie from? And you're like, boom, the other guys, Dumb and Dumber, Tommy Boy, Beverly Hills Ninja. People who live under the stairs. I mean, just classics all around. Um, you know, I love quoting movies, so it's a skill. Should we do some honorable mentions? Yeah, I got, I got four of them. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of practicality coming out now because there's, there's probably some better skills out there in life than quoting movies. However, it's my podium and not yours. Uh, comment what you want on your podium so you can be part of this. I know Matt and I we vote on it, but that's just because we hate each other and we're highly competitive. You're a terrible athlete, <laughs> Cornelius. <laughs> broke that arm playing with me in the driveway. See, there we go. We're quoting movies again. Look at us go. Honorable mentions. What do you got? Uh, first one I have is driving. Okay. That, I think that is a skill that a lot of people lack. and I feel like a lot of people have their driver's license, and they are unskilled at driving. A lot of bad drivers out there. There I go again. Yeah. I don't think I I don't think I have road rage, per se, because I drive like a grandma. It's like, oh, 25 miles per hour. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go 25 <laughs> miles per hour. But I'm always a pretty vigilant driver. But if someone is going like 10 miles per hour in a 25, I will lose my gourd. Wait, 10 miles over? 10 miles under. Like just a bit outside. And so I think I'm a good driver and I just wish other people would be good drivers. I think I'm a pretty good driver too. Um yeah, there's some fucking terrible drivers out there. Yes. And we and we live in Bismarck. I mean Oh, dude. I'm terrible at driving in big cities though. I can't handle the pressure. I uh I got used to it. Like living in Phoenix, you just gotta be very aggressive and also have your GPS rolling at all times. <laughs> um but yeah, dude, in big cities I don't even know why they put up speed limit signs. Like, nobody fucking... It's basically the Autobahn. Like, any major highway through a large city, unless it's, you know, touch-and-go traffic, it is literally the Autobahn. And, like, people will aggressively get around you, and, like, you're going 10 miles over, and they're like, this motherfucker's going slow, and then just cruise by you, give you a finger, you know, flash their ass. Just normal stuff you're going to see in Arizona. But I think driving is a great skill, um, one of mine, I kind of mentioned it earlier, I would say singing. Singing is a pretty good skill. Uh, I don't think everybody can, you know, so it makes it exclusive and unique. Um, yeah, a good voice can change everything. You can also couple that with music. I don't know. 
whether you're playing you know the guitar or the keyboard or the horn as we call it on this podcast uh being musically talented that's awesome skill to have i am not musically talented uh, we i am aware of that i am well aware any what are your on- other honorables uh bowling yeah yep. i think it's i was decent at bowling at one point when i would go every week on wednesdays for 12 dollars all you can bowl and I just have like seventy dollars worth of beer and lose money, but yeah. Well, bowling is good. I get fatigued. Yeah, know? I wake up the next morning, and my hips hurt. Yeah, hips, hips hurt. Hips do the lie. Thought, thought, yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot, Lady Gaga. I have no idea if she thinks. Um, I think it's Shakira or who? I don't know. Anyway, the thumb gets hurt after bowling. I like it though. When I was making my list earlier, at one point I was just doing strictly basketball-related skills. Dunking, <laughs> dribbling, spinning the ball on your finger. Like, for a while there, it was just going to be a podium of basketball skills. Making a three-pointer. But yeah, anything around basketball, I would say. I don't know. But what about, uh, and I kind of alluded to it with graffiti artists, but like drawing. It's like a freehand drawing like Daddy Bandito did over here. I just think that's a great skill to have, just to be able to whip together a quick little drawing, and it's rather good. Yeah, I, I don't have that skill. Never have, never will. Um, and then my final honorable mention, I guess, would be carpentry. Like knowing, like knowing how to build shit or just being a utility guy in general. Yeah, I had something similar to that. Um, being able to do the moonwalk <laughs> was one of them. <laughs> how is that not on your podium, dude? I don't know. I, I liked all my other ones. Um, What about like... I put chugging, too. I was about like to say... Like being what? able to just control alt delete a beer yeah well i was about to say what about like uh just being able to like hammer food but like in a com- like in a competitive sense you're not just a fat like, ass you're just look like, up joey chestnuts tiktok it's disturbingly entertaining dude i went down rabbit holes of beard meets food guy from the uk just does oh yeah yeah challenges yeah. all dude yeah me and him have had lunch together a few times let's just say that oh i f- you thought I actually had lunch with him? Yeah. God damn it. Uh, they're called something. they like muck. Like people who eat muck. and post videos. Muff divers. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't want to discriminate. Isn't or it competitive assume. eaters? Yeah, but like the people who like just like post videos, muck something. I don't know. Somebody told me that once upon a time. Doesn't matter. What else do we got? Is that it? That's Any all Any DQs? Have. Muck is a Pokemon. What, any DQs? Um, Like... Knowing every Fall Out Boy song? No, that was damn near on my podium. I think... Makes me want to fall out of a (laughs) commercial airline. (laughs) I don't know, being able to saw someone's head off. Being a Packers fan. There you go. DQ'd. Just just disqualified my entire family, which I'm okay with. People who drink Miller Lite. Yeah. Can't trust them. Oh, people who tuck their ears under their hat. We're just getting into... Yeah, we're just doing yeah, Olympics. We should just do of, a Olympics of people we hate coming up soon. Hey, guys. You ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? <laughs> let the dogs out. You know, like, who let the dogs out? Who? Who? Vote on the podiums at NBNH Podcast, Twitter, and Instagram. No brains, no headache. Podcast. <laughs> That's a wrap on the show this week, so thank you so much for listening Thank you to John for joining us for the interview. We hope you enjoyed that and the show as a whole. 
Remember to follow us on social media at NBNH Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, give us a rating. We'd really, really appreciate that, and we'll read it on air. Looking forward to next week, we will have recurring guest Andy Ruther, comedian from Cincinnati on. Uh, we had him on back in January, and we're big fans of him. He's fans of us, so we're going to have a good time. We'll see you then. My name is Jeff. It's Hefe, man. It's a brand new day, and now I feel right. It's a brand new day, and now I see the light. It's a brand new thing, brand new birds, brand new wings. Think I went to church. It's a brand new day.